is what we can't say with certainty is the position of the ball if you said where is the ball we can only say it's between A when it started and B when it finished we know because the ball follows certain or we can surmise because the ball for certain follows certain physical properties that uh, you know that half that a quarter of a second into exposure it's going to be halfway but we only know this because we know the properties of the ball in the second exposure we see a very sharp picture of the ball we can't say from the exposure we couldn't tell what direction the ball's moving in and we couldn't say the speed that it's moving not with any certainty so the more precisely we know the position in other words the shorter the exposure the less precisely we know the speed and direction the more we gather the speed and direction the less we know about the position now when we're dealing with uh, small particles with you know photons particularly the we, the physical properties that we can determine you know from our ball that we know it's following certain patterns and so on doesn't apply we don't know really much about that photon at all or the electron at all we can only say within a certain probability it is somewhere along that that line that we've or that in the case of um, small particles we don't see a line we see a field we can only say it's in that field it's what's called a probability field because of this because of the fact that the behavior of particles at the quantum level can't be determined precisely we get, get what's called Heisenberg's uncertainty principle and from this we know that the universe isn't deterministic now this goes off in a lot of directions which is really for another podcast because it's a absolutely fascinating area of study and includes something called Schrodinger's cat which if you don't know the story you may have heard the term and I'll discuss that in a later podcast what it gets down to is something called wave particle duality with photons now a photon is a, th a thing I mean it's a very tiny thing but it's like a bullet in the oh, it's analogous to a bullet it's not like a bullet at all but it's analogous to a bullet in the sense that it has a form a physical form but we also know that light can behave as a wave we polarize it for instance and that's due to knowing that it's a wave and lasers work on the property of light as a wave and so on and we talk about light waves um, colors are determined by the length of the uh, by, the, by the wavelength and, and so on it has a length so the question arises is light a particle is it a photon or is it a wave and what 
Heisenberg's uncertainty principle says is that you can see it as either. But the more you see it as a photon, the less you can see it as a wave. And the more you see it as a wave, the less you see it as a photon. So in other words, that image that we see on the camera isn't, as far as the photons are concerned, isn't just an anomaly of the photograph. It's the reality of the existence of the photon. It exists as a probability field or exist as a photon in a very precise place. So the idea that naive uh, skeptics have that everything is deterministic and physics can solve all our problems is inherently wrong. The, the fundamental argument is wrong because it's not deterministic. But there's another thing here which is quite intriguing is that this idea of the particle and the wave is analogous to our two universes, the mystical universe, which exists in the moment. In other words, that's the, the snapshot, the, 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 the photon. And the physical universe, the wave, which exists in time. It exists in space and time. Without time, there is no there is no wave. Wave is a, is a component of time. You have to bring time into it. Now I pointed out previously that anxiety and depression and in fact most mental problems are caused because we overthink. We go into the past and the future. So another relationship of the wave-particle duality and the physical and the mystical world is the left brain, or what I, I call, I mean, the reality of this we, we could dispute, but as a metaphor, we call this the left brain and the right brain. The left brain is about the past and the future, about patterns, and we need that left brain to survive in the world because it's the physical world. The right brain is about the moment the relationship with the moment and I say to people that God exists in the moment God is infinite and we are as it were a drop in the ocean but we've lost our way you see the universe has existed for billions of years the universe is vast we're on a small planet that revolves around a, a very small star in the scheme of things. We're in a solar system that's the edge of a galaxy that contains probably billions, that is thousands of millions of stars. And our galaxy is one of trillions, that is thousands and thousands of millions of of, of galaxies the number is beyond human comprehension so this vast universe has many life forms in it intelligent life forms life forms that we can't even conceive of in our human existence each 
person in the world, the billions of people in the world, has their own experience. Each life form has its own experience. The galaxies have different properties than our own galaxy, ways we can't even imagine. Our very limited so-called scientific understanding is such limited imagination they can't conceive of other galaxies, let alone life forms in other galaxies. And this has been going on for billions of years and it will exist for billions of years. And yet, this moment, this moment and the billions and countless billions of moments that existed from the beginning of the universe to the end of the universe, this, this moment and your experience of this moment is unique doesn't exist anywhere else in the universe it's never existed before it will never exist again God is in the moment the infinity of God is in the moment and it should also be said that this universe is one of countless universes each with its own existence the universe is curved in the fourth dimension I was reading something about the shape of the universe the universe doesn't have a, a shape in that sense because it doesn't exist in a three dimensional universe it exists in a five dimensional universe it's a four dimensional space time continuum that exists in a five dimensional existence and in this other five dimensional existence are many, many other universes. And each universe has the properties of a brain. And this is as if each galaxy in the universe is like a neurotransmitter in the brain. The brain is a microcosm of the universe. So imagine this. In Seattle, is one of the largest buildings in the world. It's the Everett factory where they manufacture the 747, where they manufacture other planes in there now as well. It's so big, it's got its own climate. And even people who work there for years and years and years, so they've never explored, they've never been to every part of the building because it's so big. Now imagine an ant in the corner of that building. What it sees is a very small part of the building. And what it sees may probably not be typical of the rest of the building. It may be, it may not be. Maybe they're in a toilet and they think the universe is a toilet. They don't conceive of anything outside of what they can of their own experience they have no concept of the rest of the factory and they can't possibly have any concept as to the existence of the factory how it was made why it was made the economies of making planes what they're there for where the parts come from that whole complexity is so far out of the 
existence and the comprehension of an ant that it's it's well the, the ant can't conceive of it but we're like that what we see is a very very small part of the universe we imagine that the rest of the universe is like the part we can't see and as to the creation of the universe and our role in it the ordinary level and that is I mean I mean at the scientific level at the level of space and time and rationalization you can't possibly have any knowledge of that but that's not to say that there's an aspect of ourselves that can go beyond our ant-like existence and embrace the aspect of ourselves that extends into these other dimensions and when you extend this aspect of yourself into the experience of other dimensions you have a very different relationship with the universe and space and time than people have at the ordinary level as we might say so the way to achieve this is to move your consciousness away from that left side of the brain that deals with time and space and move into an awareness of the right side of the brain that's in the moment the awareness of the moment this is called mindfulness or meditation you can't stop those thoughts that come from the left side of the brain but you can move into a state where you observe those thoughts now philosophers who can only philosophize in a way that's congruent with their own experience sometimes Sal Kant says we th I think therefore I am so the idea of detaching from your own thoughts is really an absurdity if we look at the world in that way and a lot of modern day philosophers and it shows the pulpicity of modern day philosophy talk about consciousness and thoughts as being the same thing where well, they're not because you can move into an awareness of your own thoughts and in one sense your thoughts are no more part of you than what you hear or what you see or what you feel people have an emotional attachment to their own thoughts but a lot of it is just mindless, meaningless. We can be shown things. And I alluded earlier in another podcast to how these moments of inspiration come from that parallel universe. And they're like diamonds. They're so quick. They're so instant. They just appear. But we lose them if we don't have the still mind. So we have to detach from our thoughts. And of course, if you don't feed your thoughts, 
they start to fade away and we achieve this free mind we don't lose the ability to think of course if you had it before you have it afterwards but you have control over it rather than your thoughts controlling you you then control your own thoughts and you can move on this journey which is beyond space and time towards an understanding of God you won't understand God because the finite can't understand the infinite but you understand the manifestation of God in this universe for listening you can contact me by email phil at braham.net you can visit my website podcasts.braham.net I'm on medium look me up phil braham so I look forward to your comments thank you